This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey. Hey, Suzanne. <laughs> Hi. It's good to be here. <laughs> good good to be here. It's always good to be here. Lovely time. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about, so we did our uh, truth, my truth telling podcast yes where and you, that you seems, confessed i did and it's sort of i've been getting a lot of condolence notes people saying you must feel a great burden has been lifted <laughs> i've also gotten a lot of supporting notes from journalistic types of photographers who are like suzanne's a nutter and I that, do feel, journalistic truth i do support i just want to clarify on that <laughs> on that um and i do support that you were really struggling with something that you, you know, knew you you knew what you did last but i summer, felt i felt like you, <laughs> i felt like you had the definite contrarian point and that i would have a ton of i, I thought that I, that's what would help what would go down that mm-hmm. people who were photographers would understand what i was saying and they would resonate with me <laughs> and i was you know but in the past you know, a couple days and thinking about this, and I, I'm not even sure I should say this out loud. You're coming around. It's not a coming around. Side. But if, but uh, he listen to. I mean, I don't need to persuade you because you already have this other point of view. <laughs> I'm persuading myself, or maybe my friends who supported me in my my moment yesterday, the other day. Um, but here we've been talking for days. If all photography is fiction. You know, that's what Weston said. That's why it's an art form, because the photographer has so much ability to create the feeling they want to create. Absolutely. That's not showing everything. It doesn't mean that the power lines disappear. It's that there it, through what through a, a whole series of decisions of, yeah. of composition mm-hmm. and exposure and printing and this and Photoshop and whatever. It's always a fiction. It's all it is definitely an art form. And that the presumption that it's not is the anomaly. The pr- it, it most certainly is fiction. Mm-hmm. And if you want to co-opt this, f- this thing like fiction, like a painting, mm-hmm. and decide we're going to use this to tell news, we're going to transfer information this way, you need to be explicit that that's either by brand or reputation, that that's what that is trying to do. And the reality is, is that every... It, there is no truth, of course. There's just different biases, and you need to know what those biases are and what that underlying information is to make a decision about whether this is true or not. Just because it's an unaltered photograph doesn't mean that it's totally true. You know, like the like the I, I'm pretending there's a big crowd there, and I just shot really close up the right. the seven people in the in the stands. But when that's on the front page of the paper, it feels like it was a big crowd. Even if in the text it says there were only seven people in the stands, mm-hmm. I'm left with this impression that it was a big crowd. Yeah. I've created that, and so my inauguration was huge. <laughs> <laughs> and so my my feeling is that. Educated people must understand the context of a picture to always make a decision about how they're going to interpret it and how they're going to take it in because it's all sort of a fiction. Even the news stuff on the front page of the New York Times, the the right will say it's fiction. They'll say it's fake news. And what they're it's 
and the left is being ingenuine to say it is not fake news. It's the reality, and the and Fox News is the fake news. Mm-hmm. The truth is, everyone's got bias. Everyone's got an agenda. The the New York Times, I believe, understands these ideas of journalistic integrity, but they still have a point of view, mm-hmm. you know. And if you don't subscribe to that point of view, the it's going to come through anything they do, and even pictures that seem like objective reality have been vetted, have been edited in, and not photoshopped, but they've still been selected and shot with the sort of mindset of the photographer involved. Or And, and I think that's why the same reason that photos are such good forms of art, because they communicate so well what the mm-hmm. photographer intends, they're actually pretty marginal for news, <laughs> ironically, <laughs> uh, which is sort of funny. Uh, and you go back to Scoble and his talking about these VR experiences, and it, it definitely creates more information. If you can see 360, it's a little bit harder to pretend like no one was, you know, that you're faking it through the editing, through the decision-making process. So I, I get it. It's just also harder to be closer to... I mean, art in the sense of telling a very concise story. I mean, you're you're really shooting everything and covering everything. You're not you're not making a choice with the 360. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah. you're you are capturing the moment. You're capturing everything that is there, but it's not as much of a as a, as a a moment that you are selecting. That is, this is the choice. Of, this is Absolutely. the piece of the story I want to tell you because I feel like it is the. I mean, oh, synecdoche. <laughs> so is the other one the city? In the New other York. one's the city in New York. That see, it's That's always a, it's in my head wrong. Yeah. That's why that first well, joke didn't <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> it's a weird word. It's, okay, it's one more time. Word. What is it? It's synecdoche. 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 Okay. I have to like see it in my head, and then I'm like, the you spelling write it doesn't on help. Something here, I don't know. The inside of the studio wall would be awesome. Yeah, we just put a big letters here. Exactly, a decal, please. Yeah, what one of the you know, so if you're shooting this 360 thing and people can look wherever, I've, I in fact the first time I saw a 360 video, uh, uh, an immersive thing where I had a headset on. Mm-hmm. My instinct was this is for news gathering. Like I don't know if you could use it for storytelling very easily, but it would be far more interesting for just showing me what's going on somewhere, take me somewhere where something's happening, and let me see what's happening. Uh, we've done that actually. I mean, we do that with some of our uh, experiential marketing. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, one of our sister agencies had done something for uh, taking people that you know where you're standing, on, you're walking down the street, and they're promoting. Um, donate for this or donate for that. Um, they were, it was like a VR experience where instead of walking down, someone was like, do you want to try this virtual reality experience? And you would put on the virtual reality and you would actually see the refugee camps. You would oh, see wow. what that looked like and kind of a 360 of that reality. And they found that people were 60% more likely to donate after truly putting themselves in um, in those shoes, which I actually find is a really powerful um, tool, which is... Yeah. Uh, but I, and I find it a powerful tool, powerful messaging medium, um, even a storytelling vessel. But I don't feel like it is, to use your word, words, um, the constraints aren't there as far as what is that single image that is, you know, that, that's sort of telling that that story. You're showing everything. I, you know, in, um, in computer graphics and stuff, you there's... Uh, Things get when you're working on stuff, you have lots of layers, mm-hmm. and while things are 
split into those layers, it's a, it's a huge file, right? Mm -hmm. There's a ton of data. But at some point, you mix it down. There's a loss of that separation, which means a loss of a certain kind of flexibility. Mm -hmm. And you gain something by having it com compact. And I think that it's kind of a version of that where it's just you, it's always a trade-off between when you have data formats, how you, how you pass along information, right? And I could absorb. It's the map that's real. One, yeah, exactly. it's, it's a map that's actual size. It's it's not quite. It's a trade-off of accuracy for, you know, convenience. Yeah. So as we take the 360, that's has a certain kind of huge bandwidth and a great experience, but um, it's way more. Uh, but the more data that you're putting out there, the more investment the recipient needs to put into it. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't just. You have to put on a headset, or you spend. If it's a video, you got to yeah. spend a certain amount of time. It's like my issue with seeing videos at, at art museums, yeah. like I'm just not ready to make the commitment sometimes. And but but one frame is mm -hmm. a is a is a, a if you look at sort of the pros and cons, the trade off, it has a huge amount of information for, in a relatively concise, compact um, format. So. Is it better than the 360? Well, they have different things. One is high bandwidth and lots of infrastructure required to experience it and a huge experience. The other one is highly controlled, very f flat, easy, portable, right. lasts forever. You know, they serve, they serve different purposes. Absolutely. One's a haiku and one's a, a novel. Mm -hmm. And um, th there isn't one that's better than another. They serve different purposes. And, and so I do think that... Um, Boiling it down to a single image, uh, tr again, turns it into a kind of a fiction, but it also is a, it, it makes it like a poem, mm -hmm. right? So anyway, uh, where did we even start? It was, truth. Uh, truth. And I agree with you. I, th I think that, honestly, after the whole truth conversation, I went back into Photoshop mm -hmm. and was experimenting with doing some of my sort of Yulesman-like photo montages. Mm -hmm. In the, in the computer, something I've never done. Like, I've yeah. chosen not to use the tool that way. But um, between that and seeing Magritte, and I started thinking about that it's all surreal. The yeah. entire art form is surreal, that I, maybe I'm taking this sort of weird position to, to pretend it's true. Here's the thing. I think the veracity of the picture, the truth of the picture, is one of the constraints. Remember how I like to make mm -hmm. things black and white? I don't want to crop them that I want them to be true in mm -hmm. that certain kind of way, that is one of the things I'm forcing on myself. It's, again, not better or worse. It's right. not changing whether it's photography or not. It's just the, the constraint I want to put on what I'm doing. I hate to think of it that way for photography, but the veracity is a constraint. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way, and we can choose to concoct the pictures, any, fix them any way we want, and, and I think they're all fake. <laughs> <laughs> this is a 180. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I I can be taught. You know, I'm I have strongly held opinions held loosely. <laughs> what is that the pupil becomes the teacher? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I really felt Teasing. like you were the outlier out here, but as I listened to the way we described it, I'm I think all photographers have to acknowledge that it's all fiction. Even journalists have to acknowledge the degree that we control what those look like and if we keep denying it, then we're polarizing, then we're having these fights that know that ours is objective and yours is not. And I think that that's maybe the wrong place to be coming from with photography. So there you go. Well, very, very interesting. And this was, this is a surprise. Sort but... of a postscript on that episode. 
you know, uh, I feel better. Well, good. I'm glad. I've just, I'm here for you. Thank so you. Either, the, the either doctor way is the in. wind, the doctor is in. Right. Whichever the way the wind's turned. We'll wind this up and uh, get back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> sounds, Are we done with this for a while? Sounds great. Well, whatever you need, Ruben. Okay, thank you. Well, thank you for listening. Our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com forward slash podcast for more information, show notes, and photos. If you want to leave us a question or have us talk about something, you can leave those notes there as well. And feel free to leave us a rating um, or a review. It's always great to hear. Great. Uh, Thank you to jazz pianist Mitchell Foreman for our incredible theme music. We appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to work on and maybe think about. Until next time.